Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father... Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word in the name of Jesus. As we come before your spirit, your word, we ask for direction and influence of your spirit. Let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church this morning? Philippians chapter 1, verse number 6. The title of our series is A Good Work Has Begun. Verse 6. Let's all read it together. Being of this very thing, this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello? All right. What this verse is saying is that God has begun a good work in us and he will perform it until the very end. Amen. Amen. Now, we want to look at the human spirit and see the good work that God has begun to do on the human spirit. Is that not so? And so we looked at seven different dimensions of the human spirit. The first dimension was the dimension of the unsaved human spirit. Is that not so? The unsaved human spirit. When you are not born again, uh, you have an unsaved spirit, what I call an unsaved spirit, what the Bible describes as a darkened heart. All right? And then, uh, and that, that explains, that explains the, uh, the kinds of things that happen in the world today. That explains how uh, the human race is like today. Is that not so? Are you there? Are you still around? Okay, so that explains how things are, the way things are. It explains the dictators we have had. It explains the Milosevic's and the people who are, who are just so difficult and so wicked, you know, and explains ourselves, it explains us, you know, how we are and how God is, uh, needs to save us. And that is why um, being, going to a church cannot put you in heaven or cannot save you. Just going to a church, attending a church cannot get you to heaven. I have a little book called Born Again. And I would recommend that little book to you. Uh, it will help you to know that going to church does not make you born again. Being principled does not make you born again. Being a good person does not make you born again. Giving offerings in church does not make you born again. To be born again, you have to have a new creation in your spirit. There must be a new creature 
God will come into you and you will be changed, all right? So that is what Christianity is all about. And as the charismatic churches grow, you know, the church is beginning to have people who are not born again in the church and who don't understand what it means to be born again. You see, these churches, the charismatic churches, if you want to call them that, came about because of um, the fact that many of the other churches were still reading the same Bible, were still saying the right things in, in the sense that they were reading out the things from the scripture. They were talking about these same things. They used the same Bibles and the same hymn books and they sing the same hymns that we sing. But the, the life had gone out of it and the meaning was not real to us. So when the so-called charismatic churches came on the scene, we were not saying anything new. We were not saying anything new. In fact, we do not teach anything new. We are not teaching anything. We don't have a new Bible or a new chapter to the Bible. It's the old, same old Bible. But we sort of emphasize John chapter 3. It's there that you must be born again before you can become a Christian. You see, so it's, it's just something that was there. And I remember speaking to one uh, uh, Catholic bishop and uh, we agreed. You know, I spoke to him for quite a long time and we agreed that, you know, we are actually saying the same thing you know, but it's like, and he said, he said, what, one thing he has learned from the charismatic church is that we really emphasize the word of God or the Bible, you know. And so you realize that uh, we are saying the same thing as the Presbyterians, as the Methodists, and so on, but there is emphasis on the fact that to be in the church, you have to be actually born again. You see, and this is, this is where our emphasis comes in. We are not like a better church or uh, with a new chapter or some kind of new thing. It's not, a, it's not a new thing. To be born again is not new. Born again is not a, is not a, a, a term like, let's say, mega church. There's no word like mega church in the Bible. You know, that's like a modern kind of slogan. Yeah, mega church, you know, mega church. Some people say witness. You know, because witness chapel, that's not the name. The name is living something... Living Word Something Church. You see, it's just a, a, a nice slogan. Just like I say, a job order, you know, something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's something like that. But this born again is not a term like that. It's not a term like a she. You know, it's, it's something that is written in the Bible. Jesus actually said those words born again. He said, you must be born again. So when we are teaching them and preaching them, we are actually saying to people what Jesus said, that you actually have to be born again, otherwise you are not really a member of the church. No matter how much you contribute to the church, no matter how many times you fill the book, no matter how many times you sign, and no matter how much you are giving money so that when you die, you are buried in the church, if you are not born again, you are not born again. And you have to be born again. Because an unsaved spirit cannot have access to heaven. If you read the Bible and you find out the condition, the desperately wicked condition of a man's heart, you will understand why such a spirit cannot go to heaven, no matter how many rules you obey on this earth. If you make a a, a pig or a dog stay in a cage, it does not change him. If you wash it and spray the, the pig with your perfume from Paris... He's still, he's still a pig. He's not changed. He's just smelling nice. And give him a few minutes, you realize he starts to do what he's doing. He's been doing all along. So you must be born again. Amen. 
So the second dimension of the human spirit is the born again human spirit. You must be born again. Now, the third dimension of the human spirit is the baby human spirit. When you are a baby in Christ. Now turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. And we want to jump right on into that. The baby, human baby spirit. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 1 and 2. Wherefore laying aside all malice, are you with me? And all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. 1 Peter chapter 2. Please turn your Bible. 1 Peter chapter 2. I am waiting for you. First Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 1 I have read for you and we are all going to read verse 2 together, please. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the newspapers that you may grow thereby. Pardon? Desire the sincere milk of the storybooks that you may grow. The milk of the what? of the word the word is the milk amen or there's milk in the word okay now it says as newborn what babies babies baby all right but now turn with me to hebrews don't go far just before peter you have james just before james you have hebrews please i don't want you to get lost hebrews chapter number five ha- chapter number five i want you to see the word baby baby it's talking about a human spirit who is a baby baby hebrews chapter 5 verse 13 let's all read together for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe here you see the word again babe first one we saw baby now you see babe, like newborn babies. And now he said, he said, he is a babe. He is a babe. That's why you've got to join a church. Because when you are born again, your human spirit is a baby. You will see there are three aspects which we are going through. The baby, and then the child, and then the mature spirit. Alright? So the baby spirit is what we are talking about now. Now, in December, by the grace of God, we are going to have um, a, a man of God visiting us, Robert Larden. And um, he, when he was eight years old, was caught up in a vision, uh, was caught up to heaven. The Lord took him to heaven and took him around and showed him various things concerning his life, his future, his ministry, etc. But there was, there was always this particular thing that I, I always remember about that vision. It's in a little book called I Saw Heaven, or a video. If, if he comes, I hope, you know, he'll bring some of these uh, materials, and I'll ask him to preach about it if possible. You know, in that, where he saw heaven, what, what, what really astounded me about that experience was that when he got to heaven, he was actually 33 years old. He was 8 years old when he was taken to heaven. But when he was in heaven, when he got to heaven, he was 33 years old. And what had happened was that even though he was a baby spiritually, even though he was a baby physically, he was very mature spiritually. In fact, anybody who knew him 
many years ago, at the age in his early 20s, and even when he was, in, I think, even a teenager, I think he was even lecturing in Bible schools and preaching all over the place. At a very young age, in his 20s, he was ministering with people like Kenneth Hagin, and uh, he's on that level, Benny Hinn, and, and so on. At a very, very, very young age, he's been ministering at that level for many, many years. As, as far back as 15, 20 years ago, he's been like that. And he's just in his 30s now. You see, so he, 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 he's, he's sort of, I don't know, but he's sort of been seen as like a very young person, a young body, but very mature. And this was what happened when he got to heaven. He was actually 33 years old. So you see, you can actually have an old body and have a young spirit. And you could actually have a, you could actually be just a year old in the Lord and actually be maybe seven years old spiritually. Because some people sort of grow up spiritually and others don't. Some remain as babies and others go forward and become mature. And so when you get born again, it's not just, eh, I'm born again. Yeah, I'm born again, it's fine. But you've got to grow. And if you don't grow, it may be better that you weren't even born. And if you don't grow, you will never really benefit from the things that you are supposed to benefit from as a Christian. So this particular story, uh, I always remember uh, when Robert Slater was talking about it, was it, it really fascinated me because I realized that it's so true. You have, you know, have you noticed some people, they get born again? Within a year, it almost looks like they are ready to be pastors. The only thing they don't have is experience, but they've just gone so much. The zeal, the interest, the love, and then the, the obeying of the word of God that they do in their life is so much different from people who've been around for a long time. You have people who've been around for a long time. They don't seem to be moving ahead. Now, what is the sign of a baby? I'm going to give you two signs of a baby. I'm going to give you two signs of a child, and I'm going to give you two signs of an adult. Then you choose for yourself what you are. Ask the person next to you whether he, he should tell you whether he thinks he's a baby, child, or adult, and then uh, after the sermon, then you ask him again, and then you see what uh, he or she will say. All right? Now, let me give you two signs of a baby. Just two signs. I could give you more, but I just want to stay with two so that you remember them. Number one, a baby cries easily or a baby is easily offended. A baby Christian is someone who is easily hurt, easily offended. You don't, listen, if you want to know whether there is a child in a house, you don't have to enter the house. You don't have to, you don't have to go through the gate. You don't have to go into the, the house. Just stand outside for some time. I said just stand outside for some time. And you are going to hear the sound of, of what? Of what? Crying. Nah, 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 nah. And as the child grows, the nah, nah reduces and reduces and reduces. Gradually you can talk to the child. The child can also say what. But even at the age of 9, 10, 12, even 15, sometimes the teenager, you still, the nah, nah comes on, but it's less and less and less. Till the time a person becomes an adult. When you see an adult crying, then you know that there's some real reason why the person is crying. 
When you see an adult crying, you know that there must be some. But when you see, a, most people see children crying, they, 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 they just ignore. Because, you know, it's part of them. Now, people who are easily offended, and I was sick and they didn't come to visit me. And this happened and then when I came to the church, I didn't like the way they looked at me. And we were all there. Then he came to stand by me when he was preaching. And then he was saying some things and everybody was looking at me. I know what the things that he was preaching is about me. How many have been in church when I'm preaching? You felt I was talking about you. You know why? Because that's the spirit of God talking to you personally. <laughs> you, you feel that they're talking to, about you or to you. When you're in church and the thing is hitting you, just keep smiling, just look straight, and don't show any sign. Nobody will know that it's you. I'm giving you friendly advice as a pastor. Keep smiling. No one will know that it has anything to do with you. But uh, you think about it. If, if I was a pastor, uh, as, a, as your pastor, am I trying to gather you? Am I trying to drive you away? Why would I come to church to say things that will hurt you and offend you and drive you away and, and pass arrows through you so that you go away? Am I not, is a pastor not somebody who gathers the sheep and who keeps them together? Is he somebody who drives them away, throws spears and arrows and, and swords through them? No. Do you think I come to church intentionally to come and hurt you and offend you and do something that will make you so hurt and bitter and drive you away when all my work and all my life is trying to gather and draw and bring the people together? Think about it. And he saw me at Glamour and when he saw me, he didn't even mind me, this man. Are you sure he saw you? I, I swear God, he saw me with my physical eyes. Are you really, really, really sure? So I say the man saw me, even his mother, not even, even hello. Why would I? Do you know sometimes you can see somebody and you don't see the person? And I don't like the way he talked to me. Uh, these days, I mean, they feel so good. Even the preaching is a bit harsh. <laughs> Babies, we hear, nah, 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 nah. I have been offended many times. When a person is mature, you don't even mind rebuking the person. I mean, if a person is mature, you don't even mind because it's not going to generate any problem. But when a person is a baby, you, you don't know what you will do to make the, th- the, the thing cry. You do this, there will be a problem. You do this, they will cry. You do this, there will be a problem. So you don't even know which way to go. So such people, when you even want to correct them, you want to say, you don't even know which, how to start. So in the end, sometimes you just leave them because you don't want any crying in the house. Do you know babies know that they, we don't like the sound of crying? They know that we don't like it. These are very intelligent. Don't take a baby for granted. One time my baby was, was, I don't know how old he was in the court. He woke up in the night. I told my wife, this boy, don't mind him. He stood in the court and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. 3 a.m. What again do you want? They have given you food. They have given you this. They have given you a place to sleep. What, What else do you want again in life? Oh, man.
You don't know what to do. And they know that we don't like the sound of crying. And so they will cry. Listen to the sound of crying. It's not real. Some of them, it's not real. There's no tears in the cry at all. No tears at all. Just, it's just louder and louder until they know they've got your attention. people in church, they just want to get your attention and they want person to talk to him they want this person to talk, they want to be nice, somebody to talk to you and so on oh please grow up grow up because I tell you it's difficult even to marry somebody who is easily offended it's, it's difficult to be a friend of such a person, you don't even know what you'll do wrong next and I was expecting you to come yesterday, you didn't come, you said you were coming at 4, four o'clock, I've waited up to 7 o'clock and then you are now coming in what are you saying now? <laughs> it, was, it was my birthday. You didn't even call me. And it was my birthday, but you called, but you didn't bring a card. And I know you brought a card, but is it only a card that you gave me on my birthday? And I've seen the present that you've brought me back. Is that the type of present that you should give to somebody like me? No, we can't win with you. Nothing we do makes you happy. Nothing we do makes it is okay for you. Always hurt, always crying. Always hurt. Oh, I've been offended many times in this church and by the church. But I'm still a member of the church. <laughs> Amen. As the person next to you, are you a nga nga or are you a... Uh... <laughs> All right. Number two, I'm just giving you two characteristics of a baby. <laughs> I think the manifestation is just great. <laughs> the next manifestation or the next characteristic of a child, a baby, is a baby is, cannot easily control himself or herself. They cannot easily control themselves. Now, when, he, when a baby goes anywhere and he wants to poo-poo, he is going to do it when he wants to do it and how he wants to do it. And nobody is going to stop him. You may go to the president's office and you may be sitting there with your baby and you hear a loud sound. And then you even have to explain that, oh, it is the child. It is not, it's not me. (laughs) Because the child is just doing what it wants to do when it wants to do it. Is that not so? And they can't control, and we don't get angry with it. Do we get angry with it? Because they, they, that's them. That's a baby. We know that as they grow, they control themselves more and more and more. I mean, you are an adult. There have been times that you, you've had things going on in your stomach. I mean, you just be walking and say, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes. And you just manage, and then you are able to get there. I mean, the thing can be pressing you, but you, you just, you know. You just begin to walk and then you just be moving. <laughs> I mean, you can be under extreme pressure, 
but you will survive. Because you are a grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing goes for Christians. When you are a baby spiritually, you can you don't control your flesh. If you feel like fornicating, you fornicate. If you feel like sleeping around, you sleep. If you don't feel like waking up, you don't wake up. When it's time to pray, I don't feel like praying, I don't come. Baby, I don't feel like going to church, I don't go to church. I feel like sleeping, I say, anything that your flesh wants to do, you just flow. But when you grow up, you may feel like sleeping instead of coming to a service or an all night. But you will control your flesh. You will say, we are going. And you will not allow yourself to be ruled by your flesh. You know how difficult it is to come to an all night? How many have found it extremely difficult to come to an all night since you were born? Hey! But you have to control yourself. Even though you are under a lot of pressure to do whatever, you, you just control yourself and say, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do it. You know, I think many Christians are babies. That's why many Christians don't have their quiet time. Just quiet time. Because you see, to get up eh, in your house, maybe there are so many people in your room. Or maybe many people in your house. Maybe there's nowhere even that, where there's a peace of, of mind. Or even the way the li- life is for you. To get up and then, okay, you are reading the Bible. For 10 minutes. It takes discipline. It's easier to watch 10 minutes of Sunset Beach. You don't even feel it. Than to sit down and read your Bible. And then to pray for 30 minutes. Okay, I'm praying for one hour. Most Christians don't pray. It's because they've not been able to control. It takes discipline. Look, to be looking at the watch, you pray. I've been there before. I prayed and prayed. I look at the time. Two minutes. I thought I'd prayed for 30 minutes. How many have prayed for an hour? When you look at the watch, you, you, when you looked at you thought you had prayed for an hour. It was about five minutes. You thought the watch had stopped or the watch was spoiled. It takes something to control yourself. To sit down and to concentrate and to pray. Oh, man. If you are not mature, you can't control it. And that's why most people just do what, what comes easily. Some of you have been fornicating and so on because you, you've not got the point where you control your. You know it's wrong. And you, you know that. But you just flow. Drinking, smoking, fooling around, gossiping. Always you, you hear and you know, when you are talking, you feel that this chatting is not a good chat. It's a chat that is not a good thing. What we are even talking about. But you can't have because you see, women have the gift of talking in the first place. And then they have the strength to talk and to chat. And they just flow. So the sins of a woman often are in that department. And the strength to control it comes as you mature in the Lord. So dear friends, decide to grow up. Not to be someone who is always hurt. And not to be someone who is just allowing your flesh to just rule you. From morning to evening, Monday to Friday. There are people right now as I'm preaching, they are sleeping. They are sleeping. There are people who have been just, I can't go. 
If everybody who ever came to this church, ever was a part of this church, were to be here. When we have had, we, we had a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the other time, 31st service. We couldn't park any car on there. Not even a single car. The congregation extends to that road over there. Uh, the people feel that, you know, the year is coming, so a lot of the babies, they just rush. And then it's like something is happening 31st, and then they come. And some come for 31st, and from here they go to a disco. Our church cannot, this room is far too small. We don't fit here. Because I know that there are people who are not here who are our members. We don't fit here. Even for the multiple services, we don't fit here. But there are a lot of babies in the congregation. They just feel like sleeping. I sleep. I don't feel like I don't feel like going. I don't go. That's why people come when there's a special event. All the babies come. All the babies come. As a person next to you, brother, we are baby and I say we are, you know. All right. Now let me go on to the next one. The child. We have the baby. So the spirit. I'm giving you seven dimensions, the unsafe spirit, the born-again spirit, now the baby spirit, now I'm going to the child, or the childlike spirit, the spirit that's like a child. Ephesians chapter 4, number verse 14, the child, Ephesians, quickly, chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 14, I'm going to give you only two characteristics of a Christian child. Spiritually, the person is a child. Verse 14. Let's all read together. Ready, number, go. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every what? Of doctrine and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive verse 6 15 but speaking the truth in love may do what grow up into him in all things which is the head even christ jesus amen now listen carefully look at verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children that we henceforth be no more children children Children. Now, first characteristic of the child stage of your spiritual development is instability. Instability and unsteadiness. Unsteadiness. When you are a child, you cannot remain in one place for long. You look at that. It says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, to and fro, to and fro, to and fro, unsteady. Now, listen carefully. This is the character. Let me ask you children, are children not um, unsteady? Can you keep a child down for long? How long can they stay in one place? What betide you if you take state transport 
and you are sitting by somebody who has a child, especially if you are going to Tamale, you will suffer. Or any journey, and you are sitting by somebody with a child. Oh, the child will go here, the child will do this, the child will do that, running, moving. Can a child sit here for me to preach all this while? Which of the children can stay here? They don't stay. They don't stay. After a few minutes of listening, looking at you, look at your face, look at your face, look at... Oh, they're off. They can't, you can't hold them down. They run around. They run. Sometimes you ask yourself, why do children like running? They, they want to run. Run here and then run here and then run there. So what do they gain from running? That's the nature of a child. Don't ask me. But as you grow older, you become more reliable. And even as, you, as you grow even older, you see that they are even slower. And so, so, but when you are younger, and then it slows, and slows until you are slow. So, the charismatic church is full of children more abundantly. That is why today uh, they join this church for a little while, and then the next time they join another church for a little while. Full, it's full of. I have been in a cry and I've watched over the few, last few years every new person who comes to start a church or does something. He gets a whole lot of people not as new converts but members of other people's churches. And you have people and because they are children there's something new. You like bring children here and then tell them that uh, uh, David and Goliath are outside here. They will run there. When they get there, tell them that uh, Santa Claus is uh, behind. When they get there, tell them that uh, Kakalika or whatever his name is is at the back there. You see them running. This one goes here. This one goes here. This one goes here. They, you just tell them there's a new thing. They will be there. That is why Accra, today we have people drinking oil. You have a large crowd running there to drink the oil. The next time there's a prophetic move and then you find a... Not, I'm not saying new converts members of churches this one comes with miracles and then the miracles come then whoo, you find a whole lot of them going there we are going there the latest place is this then after the prophetic there comes a new kind of wave because now there's something that's come after the prophet prophets i don't know what exactly they are doing and you wait and see there will come another now i'm not saying there's anything wrong with going to the prophet go to the prophet go to whatever but you see when you become mature you will stay with the prophets if it's a prophet that will be you will be there you will be there permanently but it's when you are unstable today you are with the prophet tomorrow you go to this church the next time you go to that church the next time you go here and you go there that is why i keep preaching and teaching the word of god to you because i want you to grow up and be mature we are not the only church we are not the best church but we are we are trying to do our best. And if you are mature, you will not run around to this place. Even Benny Hinn can come and borrow this hall next door. If you are mature, and I'm having a service, I'm your pastor. And I say we are having a service on Tuesday. Benny Hinn can be at the next place. You'll be here. If you are mature. But if you are a baby child, you run across. And I'll teach you, I'll teach you to be stable, to be faithful. It's not a good characteristic. And you notice, as they keep running from church to church, you are not the first church they've come from, and you are not going to be the last. 
They can't put their hand to anything, even in the natural. Men, do you know why people, people are respected when they get married? Because it is like, it's a sign that they have settled down. They've settled down. Because it's an immature person who keeps going from here to there to there. I've seen a beautiful girl here. I've seen, a, I've seen one in the tulips. I've seen one in the roses. And which one should I go? When I come to third service, I fall in love. When I come to fourth service, I also fall in love. What do I, what do, I do? But this is the reason why people respect a man. Even these politicians, even when they are not married, they will force and be married before they do the politics. Because it says something about the person. It says to you that he's a stable person. It says to you that he is reliable. It says to you that he is settled down. In spite of all the different things he sees, he is stable and settled. If you follow every new idea, you're not going to end up well. A married man or somebody who is married is someone, he knows that there are other beautiful girls. There are other beautiful girls apart from my wife, apart from your wife. Anytime you buy a car, after some time you look out of your gate, you will find that there are other newer cars. So are you going to follow every new car? Life is not like that. A mature person says, this is the car that I have bought and this is the car that I'm going to use. So when you are no more a child, you will not be jumping. Today I'm here a little. There's a flow, anointing, anointing, power. Then we go, there's something else happening in a circle. We are going. Now there's something happening at the barrier. We are moving. There's a convention here. We are going. That is a baby, a child, a child. Not a baby, a child. Baby can walk, but child, they can walk and they go. Stabilize yourself. Grow up. People cannot join ministries. People cannot settle down. People cannot, even the ability to choose is a sign of maturity. The ability to choose out of the choices you choose. Settle down and stay in one thing over, on and on and on. and on. That's why when people see you starting something, they, they say, well, let's see how far it will go. These political parties which we started, if they are real political parties, after 10 years, 20 years, they should still be in existence. If, if it's not just a fad, it should still be there. So, dear friend, growing up spiritually involves moving out of that unsteady, unstable state. Amen. Amen. The next characteristic of a child is that the child is fruitless. Fruitless. No con- he brings no contribution to the house. Write that down. The child brings no contribution to the house. No contribution to the house. Now let me ask you, your children, Emma, what contribution do they bring to the house? How much money do they bring home? Nothing at all. They rather spoil things in the house. When you are a child, you contribute nothing to the work of God. You just come to church and go. You don't pray even your tithes. Even your offerings and your tithes, there's none. Because you have nothing to offer and you don't offer. Because you are, your mind is flirty. You just move around to benefit. But you bring nothing. But when a child grows up, the child will always turn his face back with understanding to his house. And say, this is my mother who looked after me. This is my father. This is my house. Even I want to paint my house where my mother lives or where my father 
uh, lips. And people will go back to their parents and say, I, I want to buy you a car, my father. I want to do this for you. Because the maturity makes them come back home and contribute something. In fact, many people have children with that mind. Let me have a lot of children. One day, when they grow up, they will look after me. That is the mind which many people have, and we have had to, you know, control that because people have been having children. The children don't amount to anything, and it doesn't help. So ask the person next to you, what do you contribute to the house? Oh, I didn't say say it to me. I said, ask the person, what do you contribute to the house? What do you bring? Do you bring anything to the church? Do you, do you invest your time? Do you bring time? Do you bring your time? Do you bring your energy? Do you bring your talents? There are people in this church, you are gifted singers, gifted musicians, gifted actors, gifted workers, people who have the organizational ability to make our ashes transform into the neatest group of soldiers ever seen in any church. And yet you sit down in church, never contributing that ability or that talent because you are a child spiritually. That's why. Not because the ability is there, but you are a child. When you grow up, you will start to contribute to the church. You contribute your talent. You contribute your money. You contribute your time. Ask you, what do you bring? You just come, sit down, listen, receive, warm the pew. What do you bring? Even your tithes, you see, to let the church continue to function. Companies are closing down. Businesses are winding down. And the church continues to go on, to expand and build. Next year, we are probably going to have several hundred students, which we feed and support. We have missionaries in 12 different African countries, spending money, buying properties outside, doing all. What do you contribute to the work of God? You come here and you, you eat, you wipe your mouth, you say, man, that's a good word, brother. Oh, man, I like the way he preaches, you know what I mean? But what do you bring? Yes, you like it, you enjoy it. But because you are a child, there is nothing that you contribute to make this thing work better. That's the only reason why. You are not a bad person, but because you are spiritually a child. And the day that you grow up, you will find yourself bringing money, bringing tithes, bringing contributions, bringing yourself, bringing your talent, your ability, any ideas, whatever you have to help your house. A good son will always come back to his house. And say, Mommy, what can I do? My father, what can I do? What can I say? What can I do? What can I do for you? Don't wait till your whatever is dead before you go and paint the house. There are people who, if I were dead, will come around and say, Oh, we want to bring some tiles for the, uh, uh, um, the grave. Don't bring me no tiles. If you can't bring towels when the, the person is alive, don't bring. We want to buy this a coffin at a Teshi uh, in the form of a, 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 a Bible. <laughs> Ooh, oh, we want, we want to help the church. Yeah, there are people who are going to come who would come up with things like that. That is, not, that is not how, that is not what you, don't wait, don't, don't, don't wait till it's too late. Then you say, oh, in fact, maybe you die, and then you, you go to heaven, you arrive at heaven, <laughs> angel, <laughs> I was in a car on the motorway, I didn't know that I would come here so quickly. Anyway, uh, what do I, and they say, 
aside come this way he said, what i said aside uh, can i give you show you my passport no passport here aside then you go aside and they start taking you to some zongo part of heaven and he said hey, yeah, me, i'm a member of lighthouse there's no lighthouse in heaven the Bible says, your works shall follow. Revelations 4, 13, 14, 10. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. From henceforth, for they shall rest from their labors and their works. Their works do follow them. Dear friend, you think your house can follow you? You think your car can follow you? You think your bank account can follow you? Nothing can follow you except the work that you contribute for God on this earth. Nothing at all can follow you to heaven. That is why people who just live for themselves and never contribute anything to the work of God and to the house of God are really wasting their time because the time will come when it will all be gone and the only thing you have is what you have, the fruit that you have born for the Lord. Don't wait. I said don't wait. Don't wait till it's too late. To offer anything. Sometimes I see people who wait till it's too late. When Jesus was alive and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the woman, Mary Magdalene. And most of us, we even despise the whole woman. The woman is just some beastly woman who has gone to have a lot of problems. You would even despise her. But I tell you, we know the name of that Mary Magdalene more than we know even the names of some of the, the disciples. When I ask you to mention the 12 apostles' name, you will mention Peter, James, John, and you will start stammering after that. But for Mary Magdalene, everybody knows her. Because she came to contribute in time. She brought the spices and she poured it on, on Jesus' feet to contribute to the ministry. But the others came later. When Jesus had risen from the dead, the Bible said early in the morning, Sunday, they gathered spices and they were going. And the angel said, what are, what are, what are you doing? It's late. It's too late. You are looking for the living, the dead among the living, the living among the dead. You're coming to anointing with spices. The spices time has passed. Spices pouring time is passed. Long time. Long time. Your days are numbered. Being counted, if you don't know. The days of contribution are numbered. One, two, three, like that. You can contribute for a particular period. And after that, it's over. So contribute when you can contribute. Give when you can give. Do what you can do whilst you can do it. Don't wait till it is too late. I'm telling you, I'm your pastor. Don't wait till it's too late. God has something for you to do and to get involved. You have to grow up into that maturity. You cannot sit down and be like a child, running up and down, contributing nothing, and doing nothing for God. All these years, after all that you know, it is almost like a child, which somebody who fails to grow, somebody who fails to grow taller, somebody who fails to develop certain parts of the body, somebody who fails, fails to, you just look and it's like a tragedy. A child grew, but the mind never grew. A child grew, but the legs could never work. God, help us that we may grow up and contribute something to the house. The last, have I said the children already? I've given you how many? Two. Now the mature man, Hebrews chapter 5. We read that already, but let's read it again. The mature man is someone who loves the word of God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5 Verse number 14, it says, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full, are of what? Full age. Turn your Bibles, I'll wait for you to find Hebrews. If you can find James, all right. And then you go one behind James is Hebrews. If you can't find Hebrews, 
try and find Titus or Timothy, and just after that, you find Hebrews. If you can't find it, then go to Genesis. After Genesis, you find it. All right. Verse 14, 14, quickly. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. All right? So the word of God and the love for the deep parts of the word of God uh, belongs to people who are mature. So the first sign of a mature person is that he loves the strong meat of the word of God. And the second sign is that the person becomes a teacher and a leader. Notice verse number 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. In other words, there is a time, spiritually speaking, when you should actually be teaching. So when you actually get upon where you have begun to teach, it means you have begun to get into a mature state of affairs as far as your spirit man is concerned. What are the first two characteristics of a spiritual baby? Pardon? Easily. Number two. Huh? Cannot control himself. Can you control yourself? Ask the person next to you, brother, sister, do you control yourself now? What is the characteristic of a spiritual child? Instability. And what else? Unsteadiness. What else? Fruitlessness or no contribution. No contribution to the house. What are the characteristics of a mature human spirit? Number one. They love the strong meat. And number two. They become teachers at the right time. Stand to your feet and let's close. Our time is up. All right. Hello. 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 All right. How many are blessed by the word of God today? Wonderful. Now, ask the person next to you, brother, which are you? Are you baby, child, or mature? <laughs> or do you have characteristics of some? How many of you have characteristics of different sides? All right, all right. I want to be more like you, Jesus. I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be more like you. Oh Jesus, I, everybody sing it now. I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be more like, I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you are through. I wanna be more like. 
lift up your hands and ask the Lord to take you into maturity, into stability, into a place of not being offended and not being easily hurt and unstable and fruitless and and ask the lord to take you into a place where you now love the word and you love reading books and you love listening to tapes and you, you love the strong word and you are a book reader and a bible study person and ask the lord to make you somebody who loves the word of god hallelujah look at me everyone how many realize that those who are mature are those who love the strong meat they love the books they love the tapes they love the bible they love the concordance they love the strong meat of the word of god lift your hand and ask the lord make me such a person who loves your word who loves the strong meat of your word father thank you for your word today as we go on into maturity into contributing into helping into bringing something to the house oh thank you for stability thank you for your blessing in the name of jesus christ father we thank you for your word today and as every head is bowed every eye closed if you are here this morning you want to be born again you want to start and give your life to jesus christ raise up your right hand and i'm going to pray with you raise it up high just your right hand please lift it up high maybe somebody invited you to church but you don't know whether if you die today or tomorrow whether you go to heaven or hell i want to invite you to give your life to jesus lift up your right hand god bless you god bless you god bless you if you've lifted your hand i want you to come to me in the front here from the back from upstairs just come all the way down here take your bible take whatever you came with come down all the way to the front here and i'm going to pray with you and, and those of you watching by television i want to give you an opportunity also to be born again and i want to help you to give your life to jesus just as these people are as they come to the front to give their lives to the lord i want you to give your life to jesus christ as you watch this program my tv at home you can also be born again and you can receive jesus as your savior so i want you to pray with us as we all pray together here this morning give your life to jesus and you will be born again let's pray say lord jesus i realize i am a sinner i don't know you please forgive me for all my sins right now I receive Jesus as my master please forgive me for all my sins from today I will serve Jesus I will follow the Lord all the days of my life Heavenly Father Heavenly Father please write my name please write my name in the book of life from today I am yours and you are mine I am born again by the mercy of God and by the grace of God. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. And those of you watching out there by television, I want to invite you to come visit us right here at the Lighthouse Cathedral. Your life will never be the same. Uh, don't just sit at home, watch television, and, and take the TV program as a substitute for going to church you need to belong to a church you need to have a church you need a pastor you need to grow spiritually and so i would encourage you to visit us join us right here every sunday and your life will never be the same amen all right hallelujah god bless you for listening to this message visit www 
daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.